The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, Pastor of Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. It's our radio ministry, Isaiah 61. Uh, just coming with you and discussing topics and looking at it from a from an urban urban perspective. Uh, I just want to start off this this Saturday with uh, just a, a, a short word of reminder. This month, uh, the month of May and early June, are real important months for us as far as uh, fundraising months, not for the church, but for our but for our, our, our nonprofit. We have a youth leadership uh, development program that we run. Uh, our heaviest time is in the summer, from like May to August. And uh, and we've gotten great, great results. You know, this year, I think we have like about nine students who will be going off to to, to college. Uh, I think pretty much everybody's gotten some sort of scholarship, outside scholarship. And I think only really one will really have to take out a loan uh, to, to really make it. You know what I mean? Because, because, because of the school of their choice. Uh, have a couple graduating from college uh, this semester. Got a graduation this weekend uh you know it, one of them that's really important to me is my my my, my son my son's coming out of st john's uh with a sunday graduation and and so that just a, a great great achievement for us he's the uh let's see this would be my fourth yeah my fourth college graduation you know that that i've had out of my 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 seven kids i got one who's a junior in college and then one was a junior in high school uh, coming through. One one of them decided, elected not, not to to go to college, but then went back and uh, went and just to pick up a trade. And uh, they just wait. They felt it wasn't for them. College isn't for everybody. And uh, we have some kids that are doing well come through our program. That own their own business. They're doing well, and uh, and and making money that way because they they're they're following their dreams and the craft and skills that God has given them. And uh, and so that's our opportunity. Our opportunity, is, and primarily we're located in North Minneapolis, so most of the kids are from North Minneapolis, and uh, and we're just helping them fulfill their purposes. You know, not necessarily their dream, but with their purpose of what God has called them and created them for. So we offer uh, uh, a everyday program from ages reading when they read four or five to twelve every day, nine thirty to four thirty during the summer months. Uh, they start off today with education, then they move into, uh, you know, just understand their purpose and spiritual calling on this planet. And then we move into a time of exercise. They learn a new sport every week. Uh, Friday's field trip day. We go swim someplace and have a good time. And, but in the morning we have a, somebody come in and explain a career to us and, and, uh, and from the community, just let us know that the kids know the journey they have to go through to get to where they want to go. And uh, and so when I look back on it 13 years ago when we started this program, and I look at it now and I see the the young people that are that are out here pursuing their purpose and and going doing different things, I can look back and say, yeah, it was worth it. But going through it, oh my goodness, you know, going through it, it's never worth it. I am not the most uh, effective fundraiser in the world. You know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a profit guy, and uh, and and nonprofit always. 
uh, baffles me, but God has used me, and it's only been him that has gotten to this far. So, you know, our budget and for what we do, you know, you go to our website, uh, www.3deepleadership.com, or you can go to the church website, which is www.spiritoflord.org, and you can link to uh, 3 Deep Leadership or uh, our athletic branches, uh, Eagles Wings Track. And uh, and so the track program is starting. We got like over 100 kids signed up already, uh, you know, where we deal with character and issues and things like that. And so it's been great. You know what I mean? We can we can boast some Olympians. We can boast a lot of D1s. We can boast college coaches, high school coaches, uh, youth track coaches. You know, we just it, the, the level of success we've seen uh, through these programs is it's just been it's been great for us. And as I it's only to help people get into the position that God has called them to be into. And in the midst of that storm, you heal families and you heal other things too. And that's what God has called us to do, to be an effective witness in the community. And uh, and, and not that any community is any different than the other one. It's just sometimes in the urban context, some things are uh, just a little bit different. You know, my son won an award at school, and everybody started laughing when he said what the award was on his team. Because it means something else in the urban context, and like, I'm not going to say it on the radio, but <laughs> his coach he felt it was an honor to get the award. And then after we all started laughing, you know, and, and he realized why we were laughing, he realized in, in the urban context uh, it was it had a different set of meaning as it did uh, on his on his track team. And so you know, it's just some things is not necessarily out of point, but it's there. What I want to talk to you about today, though, is. Uh, outside the context of, of, of our programming. And I just want you to take a look at it because if you know somebody that can benefit from what we do, we have kids come uh, to the program all summer long. And it's not just North Minneapolis because a lot of people in North Minneapolis have moved out to the first ring suburbs and they, and they still come back. And so we just welcome you to give us a call. We take 75 students a summer and uh, and then we take that 75 students and we go from there. Our budget is like 49000 uh so I say it's forty four now because I raised five thousand dollars the last couple of weeks, and, and my goal is to raise the rest of it by the second week of June, and so we can get started. So I can hire the college students and hire high school students, and and uh, get our leadership team going, and and then we get ready to go serve serve the young people. But I want to go back to Philippians again, back to the book of Philippians, back to this this book of joy. You know what I mean? And and uh, as I shared with you last week, you know, just being down there at. Uh, my friend's wedding and, uh, and just watching his lifestyle and how God used him to mentor me and how, you know, you know, now we, we consider ourselves peers, you know, but even though I still consider him, you know, he'll say we're equal. I still consider him, uh, you know, a mentor and a friend, but, you know, to see the lives that he touched over the years as all the people that were there because he had touched their lives in some kind of way as he, gave of himself to to serve the Lord, you know, without, you know, just, you know, he didn't get consumed by the fact that he wasn't married and, you know, he's into his thirties, forties, fifties, and about to roll up on 60 before he finally, you know, was blessed with a bride. He didn't allow it to consume him and he didn't allow it to steal his joy. He didn't allow it to preoccupy his mind. You know, we all know that the greatest battlefield in our life is our mind. It's, it's how we think, you know, it's, it's where we go. You know what I mean? And, and depending on how we were raised, we process information different, you know. Uh, you know, so, some people do, do some things. I was teasing my mother last night. She made me a meal, and we had some, uh, you know, string beans and white potatoes and cornbread, and then we had some fried chicken, 
And I said, man, we're prosperous. You know, we're we're eating bougie because we got meat with this meal. And and, uh, and she started with that. She said, boy, quick go. I said, Ma, you know we didn't. She said, oh, yeah, that's right. Back then I couldn't afford, you know, we didn't have meat. with, with That meal, the, the string beans, the white potatoes, and the cornbread was a meal. You know what I mean? It had either neck bone in it or some salt pork in it. You know, some of y'all may know what I'm talking about if you if you're rural. You know? <laughs> You know, what I mean, or oh, your parents were once rural. You, you got an urban thing, and uh, and you'd fight over that, fight over that neck bone or that little piece of salt pork that was in that pot, and that was it. You know, what I mean, the beans and the, and the white potatoes and the cornbread was enough. You know, beans and cornbread was a meal. That's that's it. I always I love beans and cornbread. You know, what I mean, can't eat beans anymore because of uh, dialysis and phosphorus and all like that. But but uh, you know, I, I I love growing up on those things, but. You know, we never looked at it as we was, you know, we couldn't afford to have any meat with it. You know, like now, you know, she cooked meat with it. And, you know, my kids think if there's no meat with a meal, then there must be punishment. You know, it's like you really can't have meat. And uh, but it's just that in that progression that we progress. God has been good. He's blessed us to that point. But, you know, my thoughts were never stuck on what I didn't have. My thoughts was always on looking forward to what I did have, looking forward to uh, black eyed peas and cornbread, looking forward you know, to goulash or whatever my mom was going to gonna cook. And in Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 8, uh, reading from the New Living Translation, Paul says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So you, when you, 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 you it, your mindset, you know, comes in here, you know, you know, it, the mind is a crucial piece in the New Testament. You know, in Romans 12, it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, in the Old Testament, the word we find a lot is heart, you know, but it, the mind is your seat of wisdom. Your heart is your seat of wisdom. And, and, and where your wisdom comes from, it needs to be fixed on God. It needs to be fixed on those things that are true, because if your mind is fixed on the negative, you know, what I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, what we like to call a pessimist. You know what I mean? Where everything is, is negative. You know what I mean? It's like you, you, you get into the car and somebody always says, lock the doors. And I'm like, who's going to snatch the car door open while we're driving down the freeway? You know, we're, we're locking the door. We're, we're locking the door. You know what I mean? You know, but to some people, they say, yeah, somebody could fall out. You know what I mean? And then I say, somebody could stay in. You know, and you can get into this chicken and egg debate over what it is, but it all depends on where your mind is, you know. You know, some people look up and lock the doors when they when they when they come home because somebody might come in. You know what I mean? And I said, well, and also somebody may not want to come in. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so you get into this thing where it all depends on how your mind is fixed. You know what I mean? If you you say, well, I don't want my kid riding a city bus because this might happen. You know what I mean? And so where's your mind at? What, what, what are the things you're thinking about? What are you fixing your thoughts on? Your, your thoughts, your thoughts help filter what it is, your thoughts help filter it. And when that filter could block out blessings or block out curses, that filter could make you think you can do all things through Christ, but that filter can make you do, think you only can do some things through Christ, you know, and so you gotta, you have to deal with the issue on what it is that you're thinking about this time of year, you know, where, you know, where, you know, I'm out raising funds and, you know, whether I'm approaching individuals or churches and, or, you know, maybe writing out a grant or something like that. I can't go in through with the thought of I'm not going to get this. You know what I mean? I, I, I go in with the thought that I'm going to get this. You know, my the extent, we will run a summer ministry no matter what people give me. 
You know what I mean? Now, it may only have five kids in it and one stab person, or it could have nine stab people and 75 kids in it. That, that, that determines on how fundraising goes. Yeah, but it doesn't determine what we're going to do it or not. You know what I mean? Because my, my mind is fixed that we're going to serve young people every summer. We're going to give them an alternative. We're going to boost their, their grades. You know, we're going to deepen their faith. You know, we're going to get them out there and, and teach them. Get out from in front of that TV, working them thumbs on that Nintendo, and let's get out here and learn learn how to play golf, learn how to play baseball, learn how to play soccer, learn how to play football, you know, learn how to swim. You know what I mean? Just to put some basic things in there. And we will go camping. You know, we will tent camp. We will get out there and pump water and, and live in a tent and cook over open fire. You know what I mean? I, I will offer those things to them this summer. That's that's, that's what my mind is fixed on. Now, the extent of that, how long I camp, whatever else that, well, you know, then that's, that's, that, that's economics. But I got to keep my mind fixed on these things. And even in the midst of my faith, I've been, in, I've been walking this journey. June 5th is my spiritual birthday. It's the only birthday I, 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 I tend to celebrate. I just celebrated my conception day last week. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I got a lot of birthdays if you want to go and celebrate it. But I don't celebrate them looking for a gift. I, it's just a reflection of my faith. I always celebrate conception day with my kids because I believe that, wife, that life starts when me and my wife conceived. You know what I mean? That's when life started. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I honor that time. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you, you can get into a debate with me about how I know when it started. But it was only two people there beside God when it was there. So I think I'm an expert on when to start. And so it, so we, we do that. And then, you know, of course, we do the birthday thing, too. You know, we just, you know, the day that you came out, the day your mama got relief. You know what I mean? We, we, we go out and we do that also. You know, but, but June 5th is when I gave my, my life to the Lord. And I, I gave my life to the Lord. And that's a significant marker for me and my family because it was that decision. It was that thing that caused me to be able to have the type of family that I have today. You know what I mean? They, they gave them the type of dad that they have today. And I let my kids understand that, that, that that's, that's what it is. But, but even in the midst of that, I got to keep my joy. You know what I mean? Marriage and parenting can be a negative experience. Trust me, it can be. But I don't focus on those. My thoughts are not fixed on those. You know, my thoughts are fixed on the joy that I've had and the pleasures that I've had through through parenting to lock in there, how my faith has grown and how my walk with the Lord, how my relationship with Jesus Christ has deepened over the last, oh, it'll be 34 years this June 5th that I, I've been, been walking with the Lord and, and the change that happens in there. And so as, as we come back and, and understanding calling and understanding purpose, we understand that we have to fix our minds on those things that are worthy of praise. You know what I mean? You know, yes, negative things do happen, and sometimes we do have to explain it, but we have to keep our mind fixed on those things that are worthy of praise. You know, uh, I want to read verse 6 before the break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about prayer after the break. But don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. You know what I mean? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. You know what I mean? I thank the Lord for all he has done in my life and in my family. And it is a shout out to praise. And, you know, and I know he's going to do many more things as I, as, as I give of myself to see other families created and see other people walking their purpose and destiny. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton here at The Mission. You know, bringing out that message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, enjoy a little music with me as we take a break. and we come back after the break, we're going to address uh, four and five and talk about prayer. Let's walk with Christ, yeah. 
Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. I wanted to wish a happy Mother's Day to all those first-time and expecting mothers out in the Twin Cities. Thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for your support, Mom. Thanks, Mom, so much for helping me through life's challenges, big and small. You mean so much to me. Thanks, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. All of us here at AM 980 The Mission want to send a special prayer of gratitude and admiration to our mothers. You are truly a blessing in our lives. Happy Mother's Day, and God bless. Hey, Pastor Joe Sutton coming back at you, uh, taking a little break here, you know, enjoying this this weather, this May. Uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a joy to be working with young people. Young people just give me energy. You know, track season has started and and uh once again if you, you want your child to be on a good quality track team with some nice solid uh coaches who believe that uh that the gospel is the best way to train. Uh, it comes to, you know, we produced uh, all kind of Olympians and D1 athletes over the years. And uh, and it's just a joy to see these kids come out and, and learn to watch them struggle at first and take shortcuts around the track and and then come back and grow up to be uh, great athletes. And what the real joy is seeing your former athletes bring their children back. You know, it's a joy, but it also lets you know how old you are. <laughs> when I could tell at first, I remember your mama, I had to go pick your mama up. And uh, and and uh, and get her around the track, and then I see you out here looking just like a mini version, getting it going. Well, I said we we're gonna look at verse four, you know, in joy, man, joy, man, you gotta keep your joy. You know, what I mean, if one thing I tell every uh, uh, new believer is that you don't let Satan steal your joy. You know, what I mean, if if you're begrudging this thing, if if you're going to church with this, uh, you know, Bible study. Uh, uh, Wish I could stay home. Wish I could stay outside. Wish I could be on the beach. Wish I could be somewhere else. You know that that's that's fine and dandy. But you know the joy. You got to keep your joy. This is a joyful thing. When when and the thing that me and my wife have been married twenty five years, and it doesn't even really seem like twenty five years because we've known each other so long. But you know the one thing that people always point out to us is that you're always happy together. You know my my son my son told me he said that. I want a relationship like you and mom. Y'all are friends. You know, y'all laugh, y'all joke. You know, y'all happy together. You know what I mean? And and I, I take that as a testimony. You know what I mean? Because it is a joyous thing. Verse 4, uh, looking at the Amplified Bible, Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourselves in him. Again, I say rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon you know that that joy yeah i mean you know you you know i I started backwards i started at nine and came back up you know that we should keep our minds on on those things that are worthy of praise things that are you know that are considered a long list of things that we keep our mind on but it started out said you know that we rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice that's even in suffering which is hard for us sometimes in our what our western our western civilization makeup because we think if someone is suffering 
that they must not be doing right with God because we, we, we operate on a, if I obey reward system, that's how we think sometimes. And, and, uh, and, and God makes it known that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And you look at the life of Job and Job was going through, but he wasn't going through because he did something wrong. He was going through because God was showing, showing us what it looks like when you reach that level of maturity, when you reach that level of relationship that you can not only enjoy in the prosperous side of the gospel, but you can also enjoy in the suffering side. Christ said, if you're going to reign with me, but you're also going to suffer with me also. Can you handle that? You know what I mean? And and so as we mature and we understand that there's there, that, that I would not say that not times that my wife would tell you that there's times I know she's wanted to take a club and whack me in the head. And I know I was times I want to whack her in the head. You know what I mean? But when I look at it, I don't even remember those times because my mind stays fixed on the joy that I have and, and being with her and relating with her and going through struggles when we go through economic hard times or emotional hard times or physical hard times. You know, you know, even now we're going through adjustment, you know, because I had this triple bypass and I'm male. Right. Triple bypass. So what? I still do what I need to do. You know what I mean, I, I'm not you know, I don't want to slow down. You know what I mean? She's female. Take it easy, sir. Oh, this. Let's go here. Let's go like, huh? You treat me like a baby. You know what I mean? And so, but that, it doesn't break out into an argument because I realize she treat me this way because she loves me and wants to see me have a long life. And uh, she don't know what to do without it if I was gone. And I feel the same way about her. I wouldn't know what to do if she was gone. So I obey so that I don't leave this earth too quick. <laughs> you know, and not let my male ego uh, have me out there lifting things I shouldn't be lifting right away, you know, and to get to that point. But it's all revolves about joy in everything. I have to delight myself in him in everything. You know, even when I'm disappointed, you know, uh, in, in my own performance, even when I'm disappointed in the performance of others, I rejoice in the Lord. I, I see rejoice meaning that I had joy and I need to come back to the place that I had it again. And so, you know, and it's, it's not a prudish thing, but I, I rejoice. You know, when you invite me to church or something like that, I've learned that no matter what church I go to, I'm going to walk out of there with a word from God. I am. You might not, but I am. You know, sometimes we say, ah, I just didn't feel, I don't feel the spirit of the Lord there. I didn't feel his presence or nothing like that. But that's not biblical. Biblically, the Bible says this. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Lord, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. So that means if God is there, then his presence is there. And if I ain't feeling it, it ain't because God ain't there. It's because I'm not there. You know what I mean? I, I'm not there. And it's not that I'm not there physically. I'm not there spiritually or mentally. You know what I mean? Because he's there. He said, I'm going to be there. I'm never leaving you. So he's there. So if I have a hard time discerning his presence, you know, when two or more of us have gathered together, you know what I mean? I know he's honoring He's honoring his word. Am I honoring mine? And when it comes in, it's my mindset. God could be, I could be sitting in a room with you. But if my mind is on somewhere else, if something else is consuming my thoughts, if I'm too busy thinking about uh, a project I have to do or a bill I have to pay or a situation I have to address, we can be there together tangibly and physically, but you not even know I'm there. I went to visit a friend in a hospital. You know, he didn't know I was there. I sat there a whole hour praying with him. And when he come out, talked to him a little bit, but he was so out of it, he didn't realize I was there. But that wasn't the purpose of the visit. My purpose of the visit was to come and pray for him. And then to make sure that he was covered. And then I, I, I left. I let him sleep. And while he was sleeping, I sat there and prayed and just, just did stuff. And then I left. You know what I mean? But, you know, and he he was like, were you here? You know what I mean? I said, yeah. His wife was like, you didn't come. I said, yes, I did. I was there a whole hour. You know what I mean? And, you know, and so we we look at those things and we, we look at, 
presence and we look at there, but where's our mind at? Where's your mind at? Where's your mind at? You know what I mean? Is it a labor? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it grudgingly for you to have this relationship with Christ? You wish you was back doing something else or you're doing something else. You know what I mean? You don't want to serve anymore. You don't want to go to that point anymore. It's easy to get into because, you know, you know, church can burn you out. Kingdom brings life, but church can burn you out because people have problems and they bring them problems on us. So I want to encourage you this week. Be joyful and be happy. You know, when people see that joy in you, as it says in verse five, you know, they realize that the Lord is near because they can see him in your life and it's manifested there. And people need to see that. They need to know that God is here. He's here to touch. He's here to serve and he's here to heal. Let your life be a conduit of his presence and his spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.